how bummed are you? Well, let me rephrase that. Are you still bummed about how dinner turned out on Saturday night? Uh, yeah, it really when, when I swing and miss on a meal that I'm so excited about, especially one that I've made before, it really it makes me sad. We had dinner, Jeff cooked dinner on Saturday night, and usually Saturday night is our family dinner night where my parents come over and they come over <laughs> to our house because we have Ellie and we try to keep her on a schedule and Jeff cooks cuz he loves to cook. And he was replicating a meal that we made before, and it was so good. And for I, whatever reason, I made a me- the meal that I made. I repeated was so good that Callie and I both agreed it was one of the like top five pieces of meat I had ever cooked in my entire life. Yeah, it was really, really good. And we eat a ton of meat, and Jeff cooks all the time, so it's a really big statement. And for whatever reason, like. It just wasn't the same. And like, we couldn't really put our finger on what it was, but Jeff was so bummed out. Like, I don't know if it's cause like you were so excited or cause my parents were here or whatever, but you were so bummed. I was truly excited. It was a, um, the, it was, it was a piece of red meat that the, I, the way it was prepared was cooked in the oven and then finished in the stovetop, but the whole thing would happen on a cast iron skillet mm-hmm. was like the thing. And for whatever reason, the first time I made it, you almost didn't even need a knife to cut it. It yeah. was it was like so perfect. And then the second time I made it, it was like chewing on your belt. <laughs> it was so, and everybody was trying to be nice around the table, but you know the scene on National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation when they're all eating the really dry turkey. Yes. And they're like chugging water after every right. bite to help it. That's what everybody was doing. No, it wasn't that bad. But you, I think, were the most bummed. And Callie was trying to be such a cheerleader. She's like, well, the flavor's really good. The flavor was really good. I yeah. wasn't like BSing you. And you really, it really got was to, good. And you got to enjoy the flavor because it stayed in your mouth for 75 chews. The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. This episode is brought to you by Dinner Affair. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for our podcast studio, which is a spare bedroom, but it's been converted into a studio, and I love it. My name is Callie Dollar, and I'm grateful for snacks. Today is Martin Luther King Day, and I found a speech of his. Yesterday, I was just looking up, like, Martin Luther King stuff, Mm -hmm. um, which I do every year around Martin Luther King. And there's so much amazing stuff. Yeah, there's just stuff, and I love history, and I love learning, and there's always new stuff to learn about Martin Luther King. And I feel, I mean, this might be silly or or whatever, but because I've lived in Atlanta now for 20 years, Mm -hmm. 20 plus years, I feel like a, like a connection, like more, like I'm almost feel like obligated to keep learning Mm -hmm. Martin Luther King stuff. Right. So, uh, I found a speech that he gave that 
he he was giving it in 1967 to uh, a bunch of students at a junior high school in Philadelphia. And based on the the context of the entire 20 minute speech, I would guess this was a predominantly black school. Mm-hmm. And he was talking to these kids about uh, overcoming the racial inequality that was that was you know so prevalent in 1967, mm-hmm. and and how to overcome that and achieve terrific goals as young men and, and young women about to head out into the world after graduation, right? Mm-hmm. And he, the title of the speech is called "What Is Your Life's Blueprint." And it's such a fantastic speech. And the three points that he makes are so relevant today and so pertinent that I just isolated those quick little clips because it's, I mean, it was just, it's truly a timeless talk. Yeah. You know? So uh, in honor of Martin Luther King Day, here are him, here is, in his own words, here's him outlining Three, he starts the speech off by explaining that every strong house begins with a well-drawn blueprint. Mm-hmm. So when you're creating the blueprint of your life, what strong elements are you going to put in there? And he, he highlights three of them. Number one, a deep belief in your own dignity, your own worth, and your own somebodiness. Don't allow anybody to make you feel that you are nobody. That's number one. Number two. Secondly, you must have the determination to achieve excellence in your various fields of endeavor. It falls your lot to be a street sweeper sweep streets like Michelangelo painted pictures, sweep streets like Shakespeare wrote poetry, sweep streets so well that all the hosts of heaven and earth will have to pause and say, here lived a great street sweeper who swept his job well. I love that one. That's so awesome. And we've talked about that. Did you say there was a third? Yeah. We've talked about that before with uh what like I, I think the last time we talked about it is when we went to to buy our Christmas tree mm-hmm. and the guy was so enthusiastic and so passionate that he had the the passion that I would expect Shakespeare would have about writing right. something this guy or like Stephen King would have about writing his novel or uh what's the the name of the woman who um, is it Shonda Rhimes mm-hmm. who writes all those terrific TV shows? Yeah. He had the same enthusiasm for that, for a Christmas tree that I would imagine they have for their art. Yes. And it was, it's incredible to watch. It's so contagious. Here's number three. Finally, in your life's blueprint must be a commitment to the eternal principles of beauty, love, and justice, you have a responsibility to seek to make your nation a better nation in which to live. You have a responsibility to seek to make life better for everybody. 
that we can transform dark yesterdays of injustice into bright tomorrows of justice and humanity. I just, I love that so much. I'm a huge fan also of Dr. King. And I love... Um, did you, did it feel different? Well, you would have nothing to compare it to. I'm just wondering if I don't, I knew who he was mm-hmm. from school in upstate New York, mm-hmm. but I didn't appreciate who he was. And I'm wondering if that's because until I got to to Georgia. Yeah. And I'm wondering if that's because of the the physical closeness to the King epicenter. Yeah. Or if that's just because when you're learning about stuff, when you're 15 years old, you don't care. I don't you're know. Just trying, I feel you're like just trying I, to write the report and get right. an A. No, I feel like um, when I was growing up, I mean, he was a huge deal. And I don't know if that is um, because I grew up in Atlanta yeah. and, um, and all of that. And we have a lot of, um, Atlanta has a lot of Dr. King history here. So I don't know. I mean, it was definitely important. He was important. I mean, he, he's important regardless, but, um, we learned a lot about him Yeah, when I was growing up. So, you know what I, and it's, it's funny. Cause you know what I do remember learning about in upstate New York, uh, the Erie canal, which is like a canal that runs from the great lakes. Yeah. The, like through the state of state of New York. I know so much about the Erie Canal and I guarantee you nobody outside of upstate New York. Oh, no, I have it. no clue. Yeah. Zero. So uh, I, I interrupted you when you were talking about. No, that was all I had to say. Oh, OK. Uh, and then his that speech, which again, and I'll and I'll give Callie the link to include in show notes. Um, but that speech and it's worth the 20 minutes is called What is Your Life's Blueprint? And this is how it ends, which. Of course, I had to include. If you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. But by all means, keep moving. So if you're enjoying today off of work or school, take a couple minutes and put a Google on Martin Luther King and learn something that you didn't know. And if you know everything about Martin Luther King, Google the Erie Canal because that's fascinating. <laughs> um, I don't even know how to open this next topic, to be totally honest. We have talked since baby Ellie arrived about how Callie's been feeling. And for the most part, she's get like on the one to 10 thing. She's always doing like eights and nines and occasional seven. And for whatever reason, on Friday afternoon, she crashed and was like a three. I don't know. Well, I kind of know where it started, but I think it was just maybe like the straw that broke the camel's back, which was like very weird because this is not something that would normally bother me. And I think um, this is a weird thing to talk about because I feel like postpartum, when I think of it, it's like the first, what, five, six, maybe eight weeks after the baby. And so I feel like now I should be kind of like back to my normal self mentally. Did we figure out if today is 10 weeks or 11 weeks? I think it's 11. Okay. I think. Um, but I just feel uh, – well, I know what happened. So we woke up on Friday and I – 
this is going to sound really superficial, but I got on the scale and I had gained two pounds and I was like, ah, cause I have been busting it, working out, like working out so hard and cleaning up what I eat. And I am just so ready to feel like myself again. And, um, Jeff is also like, you know, losing weight right now and stuff like that. And I, and I came into our bedroom and he's like, Oh my God, guess what? I lost 10 pounds. <laughs> and I was like, Which I'm is, so now hold on. I didn't know at the time. Cause Callie last week had lost three pounds. Mm-hmm. I didn't know you had just weighed yourself and, and gained two of those three back. No, it's not like I came, <laughs> came in the yeah. room and was like, Oh man. But like, it was just totally coincidentally. Yes. Like I went and I was like changing for the day and getting ready. And then I walked out of the bathroom and then Jeff's like, Hey, guess what? I lost 10 pounds, which I'm so excited and so proud of you. And then can, for. I, can I give another disclaimer? I'm yeah. sorry. I feel like I'm interrupting you constantly. This you year. are. I'm sorry. It's okay. But I do want to say that it's not, I didn't lose 10 pounds in a week. I, the last time I weighed myself was January 1st. So like so, two weeks. So in the, in two weeks I lost. <laughs> Which every pounds. woman right now is like rolling their eyes. I, wait, it falls off guys faster. It really does. Um, so I think that just, I, so that happened and I didn't really like think anything of it. And then I just, every time I would walk by a mirror that day, I just would get more and more and more mad and So I think that's kind of like where it started is I just look in the mirror and I feel like I don't see myself. And so there's this underlying frustration and irritation because usually, um, you know, and, and I think I'm, this makes me, usually if I feel like I don't like what I look like, I can not quickly, but I work on it and I consistently see progress when I work hard for something or and you at this least, isn't like that. You, or you at least see the scale progress, even if you don't see it. Yeah. Or I yet. see like, I, you know, will work out really hardcore for like a month and then see the muscle definition and whatever. And this is just so different. And so there's that. And I think feeling bad about myself has really impacted my motivation to do anything. Cause there's so many other things And I, my motivation level is pretty much zero. Like if you ask me right now what my perfect day looked like, I would be sitting in bed with Ellie all day, like eating snacks and watching TV and literally not doing anything else. But I have other responsibilities and things to do. And I, you know, was so behind. So that happened. Then I got an email from an upside listener that was like, hey, basically like you promised me that you would do this and you forgot And then Jeff was like, hey, can you handle this? Because we have something kind of big happening like behind the scenes right now. And a combination of all of it, it was like, I don't want to. And I feel paralyzed by all the stuff that I have to do. And I just am a giant mess right now. I think in my non-professional opinion, but as somebody who's known you for several years, I think that... I don't think that postpartum hormonal stuff ends after eight weeks. And I think you are feeling that right now because I've seen you get frustrated and bummed when your workouts aren't working out right Mm -hmm. in the past. And your response to this one far exceeds that. I've seen you be not motivated before and just want to have like a lazy week or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's not like it is now. 
So I think, I think I, I want to be careful saying this because I don't want to be like, well, you're just hormonal. But I do think hormones are into play. And I asked Callie on Friday very carefully because it was a sensitive time and I didn't want to get hurt and stabbed. <laughs> but I suggested that she reach out to her therapist and make an appointment to talk through this stuff to see if that was the case because it was so outside of your normal character. And it's interesting because usually when I'm like feeling some sort of way, it's tied to anxiety and I don't feel anxious whatsoever. Like I think I talked about on the show, I'm pretty sure I did, that I upped my anxiety meds a couple weeks after I gave birth and it was great and I have felt great and the anxiety, not there. So this is definitely something different. Um, it's new and it's just, I'm just so unmotivated to do anything like that. I just don't have other than Ellie have like a ton of joy with things that normally I find a lot of joy in, you know? So I think you do have, well, I don't want to tell you how you're feeling, but I do think you do have joy in stuff that happens around you, where whether it's Ellie or your parents coming to visit or like when we go run errands and stuff like that, mm -hmm. I don't, th I think, I don't think you have the motivation to create your own joy. Like, I don't think you're depressed. Do you? I don't know. Oh, I have no idea. Yeah. I don't think you're like sitting on the couch under a pile of blankets or whatever. I think you receive joy when it comes easily to you. Mm-hmm. I just don't think, for whatever reason, whether it's hormones or something else, I just don't think you feel fired up to create your own joy. I don't. Yeah. I don't. So anyway, that's how I feel right now. I have an appointment with my therapist this week, Friday. Friday? So, yeah, it was the first time. <sighs> Maybe somebody will cancel. <laughs> I can't deal with this until Friday. I mean, I hate to make it all about me, but I'm a fixer. And if I ask Callie one more time how she's doing, she is going to kill me. Yeah, I so, probably. So I need you to talk to her sooner because I can't. I, I, In my head, I'll see you walk into a room and in my head, I'll go, don't ask her how she's doing. Don't ask <laughs> her how she's doing. Don't ask her how she's doing. And then you'll say. But the interesting thing is with anxiety, since you know what it feels like so well, you don't do that to me when I'm anxious. I don't ask you, know, you how you're you, doing. No, you're just like, oh, that's so frustrating. I'm so sorry. And then you let it go. Huh. That's funny. Well, this is new. So it freaks me out. And I'm just, I'm sure there's a lot of people in relationships like that because guys like to fix things. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, this, something's not working. I just want to fix it. I know I can't fix it. How are you doing? Do you feel better talking about it? No. No. <laughs> On a scale of one to ten, where are you? Not answering the question again today. Love you, though. Perhaps someone can relate to what I'm about to say because I need some, some allies in this. Because if not, I'm just crazy. But so many people talk about how much Ellie looks like me, and I do not see it at all. But you, that's not totally true because I've put baby pictures of you next to pictures of her and you're like, oh my God, I totally see it. Well, that's, I think that's different. Like the baby pictures, yes, 
I can see it. Like some of the ones that my dad has sent you. Yeah. And then you found similar, like Ellie and similar poses, you know, and mm -hmm. you like, you, you stitch them together. I'm like, oh, of course. But I'll just randomly post a picture of Ellie, you know, being cute, doing whatever. And a ton of people respond and say, oh my gosh, she looks so much like you. Yeah, she does. And I, you do it. You're like, oh, look at her. She looks so much like you right now. And I can't see it. And it drives me crazy. I think it's funny that you can't see it because I think the whole reason that babies look like their dads is so you'll know that she looks like you. So I bond with her and right. know that she's mine or whatever. Yeah. And, and, and just there are, I have posted a couple pictures where people have said, oh, she really looks like Callie in this picture. And I also can't see that. Yeah. And it bothers me so much. I mean, she I've, just looks like a baby. Just like a baby. I mean, the most perfect, beautiful, little smoosh wiggle butt poopy baby ever. But <laughs> she, she just looks. pretty cute. Yeah. But she just looks like a baby to me. And I want to see her look like me, you know? Yeah. So, well, I hope that you do. Maybe as her personality continues to grow, then you'll start to see it a little more. Like if her personality. No, like just mine? like if you're just like her mannerisms or anything like that, like, like maybe her facial that, expressions or whatever. Yeah, you'll be like, oh, wow, I do that too, you know? Yeah, I guess. How you doing? I'm going to hurt you. Scale of one to ten. I love you. I appreciate your, you know, your, what you're trying to do, but you're driving me nuts. Just trying to make it better. That's what guys do. Last year, I read an article about a cereal that was supposedly healthy but tasted like our childhood favorite cereals that I have not eaten in years. Well, I was very intrigued, but you know me, I have to figure things out for myself. I never take anybody else's word for it. So I ordered a variety pack of Magic Spoon cereal to see if it really lived up to what it said that it did. And now here's what the box says, right? Zero sugar, 11 grams of protein, and only three net grams of carbs in each serving. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. So I'm thinking, I'm not going to love this, right? Well, I pour myself a bowl, and I absolutely love it. They have cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry flavors, plus brand new flavors, including peanut butter and cinnamon. Now, these are Cali-approved, and I am super cereal-picky. And I love Magic Spoon. I was a paying customer of theirs before they were an advertiser on our show. Go to magicspoon.com slash upside to build your own custom variety box and try it today. And be sure to use the promo code upside at checkout to get free shipping. So use the link and use the code. Magic Spoon is so confident in their product is back with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. Go to magicspoon.com slash upside and use the code upside for free shipping. Some mornings you wake up feeling ready to go. Other mornings you just don't want to get out of bed and you can't even figure out what makes one happen over the other. Regardless, you want to wake up in the most comfortable sheets you've ever slept in, right? Brooklinen are those sheets. They're started by Rich and Vicky. They wanted to find beautiful home essentials that didn't cost an arm and a leg. And that's how Brooklinen was born, the first direct-to-consumer bedding company. They've got sheets, colors, patterns, materials to fit your needs, and tastes. 
They've got over 50,000 five-star reviews and counting, and they are so confident you're going to love their very, very comfortable products. They're going to even give you a 365-day money-back guarantee. That's right. You can try them for a year. In Brooklyn, and so much more than sheets. They got comforters, pillows, towels, even loungewear. It's 2021. Do something nice for yourself to start the new year. And to help you do that, Brooklyn has a special offer. Go to brooklinen.com and use promo code UPSIDE to get $25 off when you spend $100 or more, plus free shipping. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com and enter promo code UPSIDE to get $25 off when you spend $100 or more, plus free shipping. Brooklinen.com promo code UPSIDE at checkout. We are in a season of being comfortable. I don't know about you, but I didn't do a ton of shoe shopping last year. Well, not for heels anyways, but I did get more Rothy's. Now I have five pair of Rothy's and the reason that I love them is that they are so, so comfortable, but they're also really cute. So I don't have to sacrifice the cute shoe for comfort when I wear my Rothy's. My two favorite styles are the loafer style, which I love for work and the sneaker style, which I love for just running around and running errands. And I even wear them in my house. Sometimes I forget that I have them on when I walk in because they're so comfortable and there is zero break in period. Now, the cool thing about Rothy's, one of the cool things about Rothy's is that they're made out of recycled water bottles. So these are a sustainable shoe that you can feel good about where your money is going when you buy a pair of Rothy's shoes or one of their awesome bags. Check out all the amazing shoes, bags, and masks available right now at rothys.com slash upside. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash upside. Style and sustainability meet to create your new favorites. Head to rothys.com slash upside today. Today's quote of the day, when one door of happiness closes, another opens. Jeff's Three Random Things is brought to you by Brown and Company Jewelers. The number, here's number one, the number of neck lifts performed by plastic surgeons has increased significantly in 2020. What's a neck lift? The, uh, like I know what, it, like a facelift, but like, is it? Probably makes your neck look less saggy and wrinkly. Well, that's Paul. The reason uh, neck lifts were so popular in 2020 mm-hmm. and are going to continue to grow in 2021. People have tech neck? Uh, no, because uh, they're on Zoom. So people can just, are just focusing on people from oh, there. Oh, so they're like, man, I really don't like my neck. Yep. That's funny. Yep. Uh, more than 50, and you know, Sadie, by the way, our beagle in the middle of uh, the commercials there, Sadie just walked in and laid down in the middle of the room and I'm glad she's here for this. Because according to a veterinary research journal, over 50% of the dogs in the country are obese. Oh, Sadie, I'm sorry. Who's to blame? Their owners. (laughs) I would say their owner in our house because I am not the one that feeds the dogs off the table. Excuse me. You give Lily your breakfast plate every day and you leave her a bite of eggs every day. Yeah, but that's not, I mean, you consistently feed the dogs off the table every meal. Researchers found that dogs were more likely to be overweight if their human caregiver was overweight. Oh my God. So as you and I continue down our Weight Watchers journal journey, then Sadie will just naturally lose weight. Maybe Sadie should just, maybe she needs a few more walks. Maybe she needs to start counting her points. 
Oh, counting her kibble points? Yeah. Is she on Team Blue? Because she can have all the eggs she wants. No points for eggs or, yeah. or, or carrots. Yeah. Uh, and then my third random thing, uh, I included this just for us. Uh, it's um, from a, a, a source called yougov.com. Uh, and it asked people to describe their relationship with their neighbors. Uh, 18% of people told the survey that they don't know any of their neighbors. That seems low. And uh, most people, uh, 60%, approximately 60% of people are just acquainted with their neighbors. Only 19% of the respondents uh, think of their neighbors as actual friends. That's not surprising to me. Uh, those are my three random things. I have a beautiful human alert that I love. And um, it's about an 80-year-old named Brent Rushton. And for 15 years, he has been hand-making quilts for 12 hours a day to give away. Now, when I first read that, I was like, oh, my gosh, what a sweet guy. He must be the most beautiful human ever. He said... I spent the first 75 years of my life being mean. So all of a sudden, I decided I needed to turn over a new leaf. Oh, he's just trying to get his ticket punched into heaven. Yeah, pretty much. But I still <laughs> think it's awesome to be like, you know what? After 75 years, I'm annoyed of at myself for being in a bad mood all the time. So I'm going to flip that energy. So good for you, Brent. So he has this um, woodworking shop, I guess, like on his property or whatever. And for I don't know how he found out he was passionate about quilting, but he found out he was passionate about it. And now he goes out there and for 12 hours a day, he hand makes quilts and then he gives them to veterans and shelters. And he just made a batch that's going to refugees. And um, it says in the article, like, he doesn't show much emotion, but he does like the way that it feels when he learns where his quilts are going. I want to know why he was such a grumpy Gus for 75 oh years. Oh, my gosh, me too. Like, what did he do that has him so worried? Right. That he's got to make up for it in the last years of his life. Yes. And I'm not, and I do, I agree that he should be a, a beautiful human. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, it doesn't take away from it, but just curious why he was so salty. All right. I think last week I started this and as long as there is one standout call, phone call per week, I will include a segment um, with the best call of the previous week. Okay. Probably have to make a jingle for it. Best call of the it's previous It's been too week. long since we had a jingle on this show. Yeah, we got to get some jingles. Uh, this was a phone call that came in in response to your question or our question. What have you learned by listening to this show? Mm -hmm. And if, if you catch the voicemails at the end of the show, you've heard a bunch of people relay the tips and the tricks that they've learned from from being upside listeners, uh, this young lady took a piece of advice that that you gave Callie. Oh, and it has changed her life. Hi, I'm Samaya from San Antonio. I'm nine years old. Something I learned from your show is that peanut butter cures hiccups. I think that the peanut butter is sticky enough that it goes down your body. And it gathers all, collects all the hiccups and comes down to your butt and comes out as a fart. <laughs> okay. Bye. <laughs> all right. Nine-year-old wisdom. Collects all of the hiccups. I think she's probably right about that. Um, yeah. And then toots them right out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. That was a good call. <laughs> 
Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Today's episode was brought to you by Dinner Affair, the official meal kit for families. Visit dinneraffair.com slash upside for your exclusive discount. I know what the worst feeling in the world is. What the most frustrating feeling in the world is. What? Remembering that you forgot something without being able to remember what it was that you forgot. Oh my gosh, that happens to me all the time. And I think it's probably like a little bit of my ADD, but I'll, I know when I forget something, but yes. yeah, like I know I'm like, what am I forgetting? And it's plaguing me, can't remember it, can't think of it. And then without fail, I'll go forward with my life and then be like, dang it, that was it. I, it happened to me earlier when we were putting this show together because the, the the way we organize the show is we have a list. Every day we make a list of 10 things that, that are going to be on the show. And the first thing and the last thing, we call it the beginning and the end, obviously. Um, <laughs> Profound. But, yeah, but those are usually blank because those are the quick little things like this where, where they don't really fit or flow into anything else. They're just thoughts, right? Mm -hmm. And so I wrote the thing out and I'm like, oh, I know what the beginning of today's show is going to be. Oh, and it's good. Callie's really going to like it. Nothing. Then five minutes later, you sit down, we start to record and you say, what's the beginning of the show going to be? And I remembered that I had something really good that I wanted to plug in there that you were really going to like. But for the life of me, I couldn't remember what it was. Do you remember now? No. Oh. I won't remember, and I, I may never remember, but if I do remember, it'll be at a time where it's totally pointless. Like right when you're like laying down to go to bed or something like yeah, that? Yeah, or in the middle of a shower or, you know, out walking the dog somewhere when I don't have my phone or something like that. And I'll be like, mm -hmm. Hi, Kaylee and Jeff. This is Angela in Syracuse, New York. I'm just listening to your episode, and you were talking about the alphabet backwards and said... You were a couple glasses of wine in, and I couldn't even do that totally sober. I do believe the police are trying to get you to say that. I couldn't even do that if I was sober. So then they've already incriminated you. Anyway, have a great day. Love you guys. Bye. A new year means a new diet. And if your diet of choice is keto, I got a suggestion for you. Monk Pack Keto Granola Bars have just one gram of sugar, two grams of net carbs, and they're only 140 calories. So if you're following that keto lifestyle, it is a perfect snack for you. But if you're not, and you just want to eat better, maybe cut back on sugar in this new year, cut back on carbs in this new year without sacrificing taste, grab yourself a Monk Pack Keto Granola Bar. You won't be disappointed. They got great flavors, coconut, cocoa, and, and peanut butter. Peanut butter, my favorite, but you know, I like peanut butter, anything. And if you need a quick breakfast, maybe a snack between Zoom calls, late night treat, go for the Monk Pack Keto Granola Bar. We have a special deal for our listeners. Get 20% off your first purchase of any Monk Pack product by visiting monkpack.com and entering code UPSIDE at checkout. Try it for yourself. You will see. Plus, Monk Pack is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. If you don't like it for any reason, They'll exchange the product or refund your money, whichever you prefer. To get started, go to monkpack.com, M-U-N-K-P-A-C-K.com, 
and select any product and then use the code UPSIDE at checkout to save 20% off your purchase. Monk Pack, delicious, nutritious food you can count on. And we thank them for sponsoring the podcast this week. Good morning. This message is for Callie. I'm listening to today's episode, Friday's episode, and she's talking about how she feels a little bit insecure with her social media presence on Instagram. And I just want to say I've been following Callie for years now. And Callie, you're doing a great job. I love your stories. I love when you post. So don't don't feel insecure. You're doing an awesome job. Bye. Hey, Jeff and Callie. It's Jackie down in Fernandina Beach. I am cracking up Jeff Bon Jovi's story. So I had to share a similar one with Tim McGraw. First time, I literally was frozen. I had a similar, um, very small, intimate event, and I just stood there frozen. It was like four people and me and Tim McGraw, and I I was afraid I was going to faint. Like, I was trying to unlock my knees. So I literally said nothing, even when he addressed me, like, hi, I'm Tim McGraw. I just stood there like a frozen idiot, and I could not speak. So then I, too, had another chance. I was to a concert and somehow just kind of blended in with the crew and walked backstage. And I put my hand on his back to try to get his attention. And when he turned around, I said, oh, my gosh, you're really warm like a real person, which he is a real person. So I was awkward both times. Thankfully, I've been to a couple other intimate events because I'm an obsessed fan. But he truly probably held his security to watch out for me. Anyway, thanks for sharing such a funny, I'm on a little bit of a road trip to my sister's house. And that was hilarious. Thanks. Hey, it's Krista again. Wanted to let you guys know that when I was growing up, um, we had to learn the alphabet backwards in grade school. And um, that is one of the things, it's like a party trick uh, that my sisters and I do um, because you can, re- because I can recite it really fast. Okay, you ready? Z-Y-X-W-V-U-T-S-R-Q-P-O-N-M-L-K-J-I-H-D-F-E-D-C-B-A. Thanks. Bye. Hey, Jeff and Kelly. This is Heather. I had to pause today's episode of the upside because you and Kelly are talking about doing the alphabet backwards completely sober. And I taught myself when I was a teenager trying to fall asleep one night the alphabet backwards, and I've never forgotten it. So it's D-Y-X-W-D-U-T-S-R-Q-P-O-N-M-L-K-J-I-H-G-F-E-D-C-B-A. Thanks for listening to my one random skill. Y'all have a great one. I absolutely love listening to the show and keep doing what you're doing. Okay. Bye. Hi, Callie and Jeff. This is Stephanie from Atlanta. And you're talking about alphabet backwards. And like before I could finish the segment, I had to pause because when I was growing up, for some reason, there was a show called The Big Rock Candy Mountains. And they taught you the alphabet backwards to the tune of ABCs. So I can do it backwards because it's just in my head. And sorry for my kid in the background. But um, you sing Z-Y-X-W-V-N-U-T-N-S-N-R-N-Q-P-O-N-M-L-K-J-I-H-G-F-A-D-C-B-A. So just in case you feel like you need to learn that, there you go. Bye. When I say life doesn't happen to you, it happens for you, I really don't know if that's true. <laughs> I'm 
just making a conscious choice to perceive challenges as something beneficial so that I can deal with them in the most productive way.